What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Shetler Show podcast. If you don't recognize my voice, my name is Jeff Tullismanic, and I'm going to be helping Anthony out with the podcast with all I need. Basically, anything, anything he wants me to help out with to free his time up, focus on new things, focus on things he's already got going. All that will help make things better for you guys in the long run. All right, let's get to some sponsors. We've got the Edge Indoor Skate Park in Taunton, Massachusetts. We've got two events coming up at the Edge. This Wednesday, August 31st, from 9 to midnight, we're going to be hosting the Wild Card Game of Skate. Everybody's welcome, guys. It's going to be a good time. Massive game of skate, and we're going to pull some wild cards before each game, kind of even the play, playing field, get a little flavor going. Let's see, pull a couple wild cards here. One of them's a your mama joke for one letter. So we got two, each person's got to tell a your mama joke and then judge decides who's best for a letter. Another one is one letter must be earned on a scooter. Oh man, let's see if these can get buck on a scooter. That's going to be a rad letter. All right. And then also at the edge, we got the New England Am coming up November 5th and 6th. It's going to be a two-day event. So much skateboarding going on. Day one, we got the 14 and under division and the 15 and over. And then day two is going to be the shop contest, where over 25 shops are going to bring three riders to battle it out. A lot of good skating. It's going to be a great time. And also, ProTech is going to sponsor the Snowman Bowl Jam. We're going to get to see people get buck in the Snowman Bowl. It's the first time they're doing that at the New England Nam. It's the third year running for Snowman Bowl Jam. It's going to be really awesome. Alright, also brought to you by World Industries. We've got the Flameboy Live series. It's available right now at worldindustries.com. It's the only place to pick that up. And then in October, Anthony's dropping his second pro shoe with World. It's going to be the Shetler 2 Mid-Top. You can pick that one up then in October. It's also at worldindustries.com. Go check that out. And as always, all I need got the Thrive Prosper Rise decks coming out next week. Also got the Wartime series you can pick up right now, as well as the, the Thrive and the Rise t-shirt. You can go to the All I Need website, allineedskate.com, just follow the store link and you'll see all that stuff there. They got the Pack and Go Windbreakers, the Rise tee, Trademark. Cam camo tee, the gump hat. <laughs> it's one of my favorites, man. The gump hat's amazing. Also got a new video in the works. Guys been working really hard. A lot of skating, man. Just filming. Getting it going. It's going to be dropping in November. We got Ride Channel. It's going to premiere the video. Should be pretty awesome. Look forward to that. And uh, today on the show, we got uh, Peter James Glenn. He's the one that did the artwork for the Thrive, Prosper, Rise, as well as the Wartime series. So you already know it's great art, great dude. All right, let's listen in. Peace, guys. I just love the skating and the scene. Rain, rain, go away. All I need is a skateboard today. Or today. Or today. This is the Shetler Show featuring professional skateboarder, podcaster, and all-I-Need Skate founder, Anthony Shetler. 
So everyone was, it was hot. Everyone was doing it. Yeah, they're looking for their dad's fucking metal skateboards in the garage. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Get on this thing. <laughs> Each episode brings you amazing discussions with interesting people from all walks of life. Kind of when skateboarding clicked for me and you learn some tricks or whatever and you get that appreciation from your peers, you know? The other skaters are like, holy shit, like, yeah, dude, that's rad. Admiration. Yeah, yeah the admiration or the, the affirmation. Real. Recognize real. If I didn't experience those crazy moments in my life, then these great moments would never be as great as they have been. Honestly, like, for me, I just loved it. Like, I saw those dudes, I saw those videos, and I was like, holy fuck, this is sick. Yeah. This is what I want to do. Where are we right now? What city? Westboro. Westboro. I had, when I was driving here, I actually recognized like some spots. I was like, I've been here before. I feel like there's a skate spot not very far from here. There's an industrial park, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was checking it out. I feel like I've been in there and skated something. There's. It's funny. I actually see it all. See it. See places all the time. Um, this is cool because it's one of the. I don't know. There's not a lot of new construction. We can actually talk about this more in depth later, but yeah, you know, it's like growing up skating in Mass. There's not a lot of new construction. It's just old. Pretty school. much everything's old. You know. Yeah, it's not like California where they keep changing landscape. Exactly. So, even you know, to this day, um, I drive by a spot and it's like, oh look at that, you know, or oh that's new, or you know, oh, yeah. you know, new curbs, new pavement, what have you. Um, but there's a lot of like loading ramps and kind of the, those classic spots for like those, you know, transitions or you skate them because they're right there. They're not the best spots, but they are spots, and you like make the best out of them. Yeah, <laughs> Massachusetts. It's funny. Like every city has these like industrial zones and these like loading dock spots, and like they're almost all prefab, but they all vary a little bit. It's such a weird thing. Some of them are really good, but the majority are really shit. Um. Okay, so for those of you guys listening, I'm going to make a little introduction. We have Peter James Glenn here, and Peter and I met through Conrad Furla. Is that how we met? I think so, yeah. I feel like Conrad just told me that, I feel like he was like, oh, I know this dude, Peter, that like creates art, and uh, he was he really wanted to show me your art for all I need. And then I believe he just lined us up to meet, right? I think so. It must have been right after Battle of the Beach, because Battle of the Beach 4, we did the first poster, because yeah. all I needed was a sponsor. Yeah. And I remember, um, you know, we had some decks in the tent and some other promo goods, and uh, I think after, that was one of the first times Conrad and I really linked up yeah. for an extended period of time, and uh, I think after that was when we met in Foxborough. Yeah, that's right. We had a meeting, like me, you, and Conrad, um, that... I remember. Where did we eat? What was that place? Uh, I don't even remember. It's good. Whatever it was, a pizza. Yeah, Foxborough is a strange place. It's like a mall, but a football stadium. It's like <laughs> really strange. But um, so the introduction is Peter and I met through all my homie Conrad, who is the sales rep for All I Need, and um, it was mm-hmm. regarding art, and we've been working together since. And how long ago was that? Feels like a while now. We've done... You, we did. We're working on our second series together. 
working on our second series. Actually, the second series is almost, uh, should be in production, right? Yeah, it's in production now. I don't know when it's coming. I gotta hit up Conrad, but I'm pretty sure Chappie's on it, so. I think we, um, we met, I want to say late winter was the first time that we, that we got together and we started putting together the, uh, kind of conceptualizing the ideas and brought my sketchbook to the, to the pizza place and we, (laughs) we got, uh. Got some ideas going for the wartime series. Yes. It's so funny. Like, every time me, you, and Conrad get together to have these brainstorming uh, missions or dinners or escapades, we always we always, uh, we always enjoy it and some good stuff comes from it, which is awesome. Absolutely. There's a good balance between the three of us. Like, whatever it is. Like, Conrad's kind of the... He's like the X factor. Like, the, the chaos theory. And then, like, I don't know. There's no, there's no shortage of energy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> or, shen- or shenanigans. Um, yeah, the Wartime series, which is out and been out for a while. And uh, what were we talking about? How did that idea come to be, the Wartime series? Uh, I'm not going to remember now. We went back and forth with... I think we arrived there because we were talking about doing something with World War II planes. Oh, okay. And, and propaganda. Yeah. Propaganda was a big one. And I think it actually, that evolved from propaganda ideas. I think the, because uh, one of our original ideas, we were going to do um, pretty pretty horrific takes on uh, on traditional fairy tales. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That so good. <laughs> you know, three mutilated pigs. The, uh, the wolf got into all three houses and just... Fucked him up. Had his way with everything. <laughs> so, from that, it was, um, I think we started talking about, you know, it's like pin-up girls, bombers, bomber planes, B-52s, propaganda, World War II, color schemes, newspaper, Conrad was going a mile a minute, we were, I was, you know, trying to keep up with my sketchbook, and then, uh, <laughs> before you know it, I think it just kind of, it evolved into the, the wartime series. Yeah, which, which, um... People have really liked, and and I I'm super proud. I know like my board had the mic on it because the podcast. That's how that one came to be. It was like oh, I do the podcast. It became like mine was the voice. So in wartime, I'd be the voice because we got the podcast. And then the solution, the solution was Goonin, and he has the soldier with the piece on the helmet that you drew. And then Timmy Knuth. Anyone out there who knows Timmy Knuth and has seen his skating. The guy kickflip crooked Hollywood 16. Like, he's a fucking killing machine. He killed it. He kills it on the skateboard. Tray flip crooks and, like, technically on mini ramps. It's crazy because Timmy can skate so fucking gnarly, but he's also super technical. And it's, like, very rare when you find someone that can do both. Like, he can manual really fucking good, and he can do really good lines. And mini ramps, he's super technical and gnarly. And then he can do kickflip crook down Hollywood 16, you know? Like... So to me, he is the killing machine. He's, when you, when shit gets bad, he sends Timmy out there, and he's just like destroys fucking everything in his path. <laughs> and Goonin for sure is the solution because he's kind of more laid back, more thoughtful about his approach, and the, 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 that's how it all came to be. It was really yeah. awesome. Um, so I guess I will start at the beginning. Where did you grow up, Massachusetts? I grew up in Mass, yeah. In this area? Um, not too far away. About uh, about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Nice. Um, so, small, small town. What age did you find that you're interesting, interested in drawing? Um, I don't 
I don't remember, which means it must have been a you know a pretty early age. Yeah, um, we did a lot of uh, you know. Lucky enough, we did we did a lot of traveling um, when I was a kid, and uh, you know, my family took a lot of trips. And you know, some people would would journal in that kind of situation. You know, maybe they might write in your things family? down. Yeah. No, just in general. You know, oh, it's like yeah. someone might go on a trip and and have travel journals. Um, I used to sketch, and you know, even before. I really knew what I was doing. I was like, I'd go somewhere, I'd see something, and then uh, would come home and try to replicate that on, you know, construction paper in those days. With but, like um, a pencil? Yeah, you know, yeah, and it, it, was, it was always just a, um, I don't know, I wanted to recreate what I saw, yeah. and uh, and it was, for me, it was really fun to do that, so. Yeah. It, um, you know, I was, I was drawing pretty substantially, even in, in elementary school. I was, I was drawing all the time. Where... Did you did you find that you were there other people drawing a lot in elementary school or did you feel like you were just in your own world? <laughs> um, a little bit of both. Two of my buddies were were really into it also, and uh, you know this was more. Not, we're we're still going back in time here, but uh, you know second grade, third grade, a couple of my buddies were really into it too, and it was funny because it's like you know here's these little kids, little boys, you know making artwork. That's pretty cool. But it's, yeah. you know, you also have to remember, it's like, our, our subject matter was some pretty horrific shit, so it's like, you, you know, you have... Give us some examples, please. Absolutely. So you have, you have three, you know, three little boys in third grade, um, we used to draw these, we draw these killing factories. Nice. Yeah. Whoa. I mean... I don't, like I don't slaughtering even, animals? Like... No, no, for human beings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of them... Vivid imagination. Yeah, really just just horrible when I when I look back on it but uh we thought it was funny and the more it bothered other people the the more we thought it was funny and you know we're we're not like violent weird or malicious people well, weird weird definitely but um <laughs> you know just drawing stuff that made other people uncomfortable I always got a kick out of and uh so we would draw these killing factories and usually it started you know It'd be like a cross section, almost like you were looking into an ant farm. Yeah. And uh, I was like, you know, someone would be walking along and they would just fall on this trap door and would go through a series of just horrible... Oh, it's like Final Destination. You Pretty were much. Yeah. Sketchy. And you, you got to make your way out. And you can make your way out. But after, you know, the, the acid baths and falling rocks and, and rooms full of flamethrowers... Dude, it, I think we're coming up with more graphics as we were talking, actually. I know it. I know it. So yeah. we'd, we'd do that and then... Um, as we got into, uh, and again, you know, same guys, my friend Vic, my friend Jesse, um, as we got a little older, uh, that turned into a lot of uh, penis faces. Nice, yeah. yeah I, had a pe- I had a penis phase, drawing phases. Not a pe- Wait, I gotta be careful what I'm saying there. I had a, dra- <laughs> a penis drawing phase. Yeah. I said I had a penis phase. <laughs> that could be misconstrued. <laughs> yeah, I'm still right in the middle of mine, yeah. <laughs> of your penis phase or penis drawing phase? I'm sorry, what was the question? <laughs> yes, I had that phase too. Like big, long, veiny ones, anteaters, etc. Nice. Like something with a hood, maybe yeah. not. And it always needed a face or like an afro or something just to add something to it. Where you're like, what did you, what were yours? Did you well, so basically, um, my my main focus <laughs> was uh, a character that we like to call the Elephant Man. Nice. And the Elephant Man, for all intents and purposes, was a pretty... Normal looking guy with some with some exaggerated features, you know, maybe larger than average ears, some kind of a silly haircut. 
um, you know, mullet, rat tail, something like that. But nice. uh, the elephant man in place of a nose uh, has a large, large penis nice. protruding from his face, <laughs> and uh, the, the ball sack made up the upper lip. <laughs> and the best part was we used to, we would get really into these drawings. I mean, hours. Like detailed in all these penis Details. And not just, you know, not just on the penis. I mean, you know, the ears, the hair, everything. Shading. I mean, they were, we'd spend a lot of time on them, but it was on some shitty piece of computer paper. Um, you know, they had the ones that were, uh, they were like perforated on the edges. You used to have to rip off the tabs and then you'd have a nice clean sheet of paper. Yep. Yeah. Old school printer paper. And, uh, and, and then we would take these finished masterpieces and you just you would just plaster them somewhere that you knew they were going to get a lot of a lot of traffic a lot of attention and a lot of attention um inside of the school trophy case was a big one nice that's perfect yeah how do you get inside there so you can what's cool is you know you can't get your hand in there yeah but you can you can slide things in very easily so it was like you could slide in a piece of paper right into the trophy case it'd be sitting there right up front and in the stretch of time it would take for someone who cared to see that, get the janitor or the custodian, come open up the case, remove it, you know, already yeah, everyone in the hallway seen it. Everyone's had a good laugh. Yeah. You know, <laughs> maybe you, you plaster it to the health room door or somebody's locker. Um, nice. Yeah, that was, the uh, lockers you, were a big you, one. You guys just wanted to share, share your art, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they, they were, you know, they were conversation pieces and, uh. This kind of comes full circle. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Because you're, you're teaching right now, right? I am, yeah. Oh, we'll, get, we'll get back there. <laughs> kind of coming full circle. <laughs> but, uh, yes, to this, it's very special because to this day, um, some of the people I grew up with, when we when we see each other, they're like, I, you know, I'm still very fond of the elephant man. <laughs> I haven't seen him in a while, so I'll still occasionally... Um, do you have Do you have any pictures or drawings of the Elephant Man? I can. I, can I mean, I can definitely. I can draw you one pretty quick. I'm pretty good at it by now. Okay. But, um, Thank you. I can. You know, to this day, on a uh, a restaurant receipt, a bar napkin, um, it's not out of the realm of possibility for the Elephant Man to make an appearance. <laughs> That's awesome. That's I, I. I think every little boy has that phase. To any women out there listening, they're probably like, what the. I don't even think I have any listeners that are women. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, they'd be like, "What the fuck?" But I'm pretty sure every dude has like a, a penis drawing face. It's like one of those things that just gets a laugh amongst the friends. You're mm-hmm. like, it's inappropriate. It doesn't make sense. You're like, "Why are you drawing a dick?" It's like, uh, but I love it. It's good times. Yeah, so. I think I'm in kind of a unique situation because you know, someday if I'm if I have a son, you know, and he he happens to be drawing a penis, it'll, it'll be this massive. <laughs> bonding moment and i can share <laughs> elephant man techniques with him uh i think uh, you know it'll be very positive and, and a good way to channel uh some creative energy yeah yeah i agree one second all right oh no okay we're fine i thought because you normally i record with facetime so there's two audio bars but we have one because we're in person today that's right which is awesome um okay so to move the conversation forward was was there a moment when you realized you could actually draw, that you could do something with it? Or, like, what was that moment? Um, so, really, the first time that I realized... Let me preface this yeah. by saying that I used to draw a little. When I was younger, I drew a comic book called Purple Panty Man. And I drew it all out. And I had, all the, I had like, six, seven pages. I got it at my house. I'll show you sometime. That's um, amazing. And I just didn't really have the skill to do it. 
but I had the drive and the vision and the story, and I just drew it. To me, looking at it now, I'm like, this is sick, like, <laughs> but it's so crude. But, um, I never pursued, like, I don't know, I don't know what happened, but there must have been a moment where you were, like, drawing stuff, and then maybe you just started seeing it getting, things were progressing, and, like, you're following a rabbit hole, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Because um, technically, you can draw really fucking well. I, I really appreciate that. Um, trying to think. I, you know, I can narrow it down to a, a general time. I, I'll, I'll take one brief sidetrack before I get into it. So we gotta, we gotta remember not to lose that. But, um, I will say that I was always frustrated, um, with, now this is funny for, for anyone, a, a poorly done crude drawing, in my opinion, is 10 times funnier than one that's detailed. So I, you know, I had a couple buddies growing up that, you know, they would want to get in on the illustration game and they might do some kind of horrendous drawing and, um, you know, seeing stick figures do dirty things is infinitely funnier than a detailed drawing. Cause it, it just, it's way, you know, the, the more shade, shading and, and cross hatching and, and shadowing becomes too real. It, it, it just becomes too real. <laughs> and everyone wants to know why you're spending so much time on that and uh, what's really going on inside your head. You sound like you've come across some of these questions. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I, you know, that's what I. That's what keeps me awake at night. But um, I think if I had to narrow down a time where stuff started to click, it was probably middle school. I think about you know, seventh or eighth grade. Um, I can't remember if it was seventh or eighth grade or like very early high school. But um, it's cool because this ties into skateboarding directly. Um, there was. There was nowhere really to skate besides, I think there was 8-Ball, which was way too far. Bellingham, I believe? I think so. Yeah, I um, never went, but I heard of it. My dad was, you know, where is that? No, no way. <laughs> and then, um, you, you know... You too many dicks this week. Yeah. You're maybe, in trouble. Tell you what, draw less dicks and we'll go to 8-Ball. How about that? <laughs> so, dad, you know that's not going to happen. Sorry, Dad. Yeah. Um, there was, there were a couple spots in Boston, again, you know, at that age it was like... Maximus? Remember that? Maximus I never went there, but I heard of it. Underground, when they actually oh, had yeah. the underground ramp, that was sick, and they would do the street party, but that was, you know, once or twice a year. Long story short, we had nowhere to, to skate outside of Bellingham or Rhode Island, so I drew up a design um, with the help of a couple parents, actually, sick. from our town to do a, uh, a fundraiser t-shirt. So I did a I did a, a fundraiser to get the Sherborne Skate Park built. Wow, sick. And um, my friend Pat and uh, Connor, his, I think it was their mom, pretty much uh, took the reins on that. And sh she literally, we sold uh, t-shirts in town, we sold them at fairs, and eventually, you know, that with other contributions, we got enough money to get a little park built. Whoa. What, was the, what, was the, what did you draw on the shirt? It was, I think, it, you know, some kind of character just doing like a... 5-0 grind. Sick. And, uh, just, you know, on a rail in this real, real hideous color scheme. <laughs> um, you know, it said Sherburn Skate Park like eight times in the background. Nice. But, uh, it worked and we got, we got the park built and I remember watching them, you know, put this, put the skate light on the framing, literally sitting there be like, there's no way that this is real. Yeah. There's no way that I can that I can, you know, ride my bike to a skate park every day. I can't believe we made that happen. And, you know, even though um, adults at the time handled, you know, the logistics and the money and all that, it, it was just incredible to be like, 
wow, we really spearheaded this thing and, and now we have a skate park. It's yeah, fucking you, awesome. You took like some initiative and you yeah. had some skills and you hustled and made it happen. As, a- you know, as people I know, it's funny, um, my relatives in particular, you know, they still have those t-shirts and... Uh, Sick. Everyone in the family. Yeah. Everyone, <laughs> everyone grabbed one just to try to, you know, help out. Um, Sick. But, you know, it's it's still there. I, I still skate there sometimes. Um, and after that, it was, you know, as I got into high school, I would do the occasional drawing for, um, you know, teams. Like, I'd do the baseball team's oh, nice. t-shirt. Um, I was actually, you know, pretty pretty buddy-buddy with, with my math teacher, who was the, uh, the football and baseball coach. And he would just phenomenal dude and um would always ask me if i wanted to design the you know the baseball tee or the football tee and how do you know you could draw is it just from when you doodling in class i would draw in class constantly so he'd see all the time that's a fucking damn fine penis peter all the time <laughs> a peter <laughs> yeah right you know I, I don't know if i appreciate it it's like I, I don't appreciate that but at the same time i really do how'd you like to do you know a t-shirt might be a better use of your time so. <laughs> So you can draw spectacular. That's it, though. Yeah, so I started. I started doing T-shirts um, for various organizations, and then that really kind of became a thing in college. Um, Where'd you go to school? Uh, Syracuse University um, was in their art program. New so, York. Yeah, nice. upstate, freezing, super cold. Some good skate spots, though. There are some good skate spots. Absolutely. Crowd, what up, Crowdco? My homies own a skate shop. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, Credco. Um, used to go there a lot and skate. Um, but we'd go to Syracuse, too, which isn't too far and skate. Yeah, we used to skate in Cuse a lot. We're the Lords of Deltown. Shout out. We yeah. fucking sucked, but, you know, it was a blast. Um, so you started making t-shirts, but... Um, but you took you did take classes. That was that was one of my questions. Yeah, so that's where I went to art school. Um, nice. In high school, I put together a portfolio... Um, my, you know, for the first two years, my art teacher was phenomenal. Just this awesome old dude, Joe Burbank, rest in peace. Guy was just, just the best. Um, and, uh, he really kind of opened a lot of doors. I know, I know I have a lot of friends that would agree just creative, you know, from a creative standpoint, just, uh. One of those people that would encourage you to, to do what you wanted to do and, and wouldn't try to, instead of trying to change your direction, but just kind of help guide, you know, which I think is a really big thing because you do have to make mistakes and you do have to, um, you know, walk your own path. But at the same time, having someone there to keep you from tripping and falling on your face is pretty sweet. So yeah. um, he was amazing. And then my senior year, which is when I was supposed to be getting my portfolio ready to try to get into college or junior, whatever, um, my art teacher was just this horrendous, horrendous monster. Um, was it a he or she? It was a she. She hated dick drawings. She hated, hated dick drawings, <laughs> hated caucasauruses, hated, ba- hated vagibats. <laughs> vagibats? Vagibats, yeah. I'll show you one of those later. Um, N- nice. Pretty much all... Did she give you credit for the ability, at least? Maybe the content? She tried to fail me. She tried Uh. to fail me several times. And um, back in those, you know, in those days, I was just drawing dicks at home. And uh, (laughs) I wasn't sure what her problem was. Good old days. (laughs) Yeah. And um, she tried to fail me, which was obviously a massive 
F you and speed bump if you're trying to get into art school and you're going to fail AP art. That was pretty shitty. And, like, and the thing is, like, you do the work and you had, like, you're pretty good, right? What was she going to, what was the basis of what she, how was she going to fail you? I just, I wasn't a fan of, of what she had to say and I didn't feel that, you know, she was, she was correct in her creative criticisms and we just kind of butt heads and, you know, I can say, you know, a lot of people would be like, oh, well, you, you were just an asshole punk kid, and that's true. <laughs> but, um, you know, being someone that works with students now, I, I mean, I can genuinely say there's, you know, there's a time to just let kids do what they want, and that that was one of those opportunities, and she just wasn't having it. And uh, instead of, you know, instead of being constructive, she just... We just both wanted to fight each other the whole way. I'm sure I was just as much as at fault, but long story short, that was that was a pretty big headache for a while. Um, How did you get around that one? Did you have to take uh, after school or apologize? Did you have a handwritten letter? Did you have to like draw her and put a heart around it or something? There was, you know, <laughs> there there was a a late night uh, drawing set. Have you seen Titanic? Yeah, the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, Leo, Leo. It was, it was nothing like that. But, oh. uh, no, I'm so, basically, <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure I, 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 uh, I gave up my, my tough guy act at that point and uh, begged and pleaded and, you know, squeaked by. But at, at that point, I'd already got my portfolio out and, uh, you know, my other, my other grades weren't stellar. So, you know, it, it, it was troublesome for me. Thinking that like my my one way, uh, you know, into school was essentially you know being compromised. So yeah, one sec. I'm gonna turn the gains down a little. What up, people? You hear the little static? A little bit, yeah, but it's oh. gone now. Yeah, I want to make sure that's not ruined. <laughs> All right, so portfolio is done. Done. Off to school. I'm guessing it's a completely different experience compared to prior. Yeah. Um, for the first time in my life, I'm, a, I'm applauded for drawing dicks. And, nice. You know, you have figure Standing drawing. Ovation. Figure drawing class. Several times a week, four-hour studios of just dicks, boobs, and butts all day. It's like, <laughs> fucking A, man. This is what I've been waiting for. It's healthy. It's, Gotta it's get great. It and uh, I think that was the first time, though, in all seriousness. It's like surrounded by like-minded people. Um, my graduating class was, you know, I think a hundred kids, two towns. So just the whole pool was very small. And, uh, all of a sudden being at like a big university in an art school surrounded by like-minded people, um, finally was an opportunity to like feel like somebody was pushing me. And it's like, you know, you can, you can skate by yourself and there's a time and a place for that, but I mean, I think a lot of you know. Do you do you feel the most? Do you feel the most driven when you skate by yourself, or when you see one of your buddies pull off something? Yeah, just insane. You know, it it, it hypes you up. It takes you to a new level. Um, you can say that for competitive sports, for football. You can say that for, you know guys working a fast-paced business job and they want to get their sales numbers up but you can say the same thing for art it's like if everyone around you is is producing and producing and um you know giving each other a boost you're you're gonna you're gonna want to elevate your game and you're gonna want to um 
take some chances and all that stuff is super healthy and so it was it was a great environment i, I loved it yeah loved it this sounds like it's cool i picture it being really epic <laughs> i kind of like that's how it was for me when i um went out to california for the first time because where i grew up skating and stuff skating was still pretty small you know like it's growing now but then it was like pretty small but then i went to california where like the industry and it was more accepted in the culture and that's kind of like what felt like my college because i went and i'm like oh there's so many people killing it and part of skateboarding doing different facets and within it team managers filmers uh, artists pros ams flow trash etc and like it just felt like you were saying like there's so much energy and passionate people together all involved in this thing and everyone has their different interpretation and it's like and there's a little bit of competitive competitiveness but more with yourself you know like much like art and skating it's not really points and structure and competition in that sense but it's more like um just trying to make the best thing you can make and do it the best you can do it like um but yeah that's kind of was like my college experience <laughs> that's awesome it's cool um okay so First, I wanted to say I love the shorts. Thank you. Are those embroidered on there? Uh, the American flags are, in fact, embroidered onto the corduroy. I'm not sure how they did that, but uh, they did. They I'm a lot. huge fan. Yeah. <laughs> I also, I know there's a lot of people who disagree with me, but um, I'm really big at the short breaking above the knee. Yeah, that's a for, thing. Just, just for me. Just for me. I gotta move, you know? Um, I noticed your tan goes up past <laughs> your knee. Like, if you look at mine, it, it does Yeah, yeah. I like a, uh, I like a mid-thigh tan. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, so, off to school. From school, <laughs> um, what have you been doing now with your time besides the dicks? Have you been... You said you've been working for some brands here and there, creating... What are some projects that you've worked on since you've been out of school and they've come to reality? So the first, the first out of school project, um, was, you know, get out of school, bartending in Boston. Um, I was supposed to work at an ad agency, which I was already apprehensive about. And, you know, I would, I would try to draw too much and, and that really wasn't what I was supposed to be doing there. And, uh, long story short, by the time I graduated, the recession was like in full swing. Yeah. Um, everybody was downsizing. Everything was just kind of like you know, literally shit. Shit was hitting the fan. You're like, um, great! I just got out of school. Yeah. Shit's falling apart. Mm-hmm. I wish I was, wish I was drawing dicks in my basement with I, my friends. I just want to be drawing dicks. And, <laughs> you know, it's like you have, but you know, there's a lot of people that I'm sure will hear this and be like, oh, boohoo. But you know, you have people building. You have someone building you up for four years, being like, you're, you know. You're at this great art school. Oh, man, when you get out of here, people are going to be lucky to have you. And then you get out, everything crashes, and people are like, dude, kid, you are so expendable. Um, no one really gives a shit about you. And They're like, you spent four years you drawing? Did? Why? And, uh, <laughs> oh, art? You know, cool, you can, you can do this. Guess what? So can X amount of other people. Um, you know, you're really not special. And... Uh, as far as budget goes, you're you're the you're the first cut we got to make. So I didn't get I didn't get the job that was essentially promised to me. So I started uh, was bartending in Boston, and I, I, I linked up with this kid who was another bartender, and uh, he wanted to start a clothing company. Nice. So we started a clothing company called uh, Jay Newberry, 
And it we had, nice. it was, you know, we were trying try to class it up a little bit, try to church it up here. It sounded nice. Jamie, it had a nice ring to it. It sounded like a character. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, a little uh, a little, little preppy for my taste these days. But, um, you know, we came up with a couple signature graphics nice. and linked up with a printer in Boston who was a complete maniac, but just so wildly entertaining. And uh, we pretty much, we came up, we, we just wanted to do menswear. We we're like, yeah, we're going to do menswear, uh, which is a horrible idea. And <laughs> so I go to get our first run of like, we're getting 250 t-shirts made. And it's all our own money, which, you know, we don't have any of. And uh, I get my first run of shirts and I go to put the large on. And I, it's like, you know, my belly button showing. It's like it'd go cap nice. sleeves. It'd it's, go nice with those shorts. It would go so well with these shorts, actually. I'd get a nice midriff tan. Yeah, I was going to say, you'd probably like your shorts yeah. belly button height. Yeah, it'd be sick. <laughs> um, so, Wait, so the sizing was just all for something? They sent us women's shirts. Oh, nice. So, that would probably go over well today, though. A lot of dudes are wearing girls' clothes now. They are, yeah. I, you know, depending on what kind of medium fit you like. Uh, <laughs> I might have made that You up. know, large, large marge. Um... But so I get I get 250 women's shirts and they were in a color scheme that I thought would be cool for guys. It was artwork I thought would be cool for guys. It was a motorcycle, and so um, instead of I was so jacked up on getting these things printed and so ready just to have them that instead of you know going and complaining and waiting another two and a half weeks to get printing and ordering, I was like you know fuck it and. He and I went out and we we hit a couple women's boutiques and they were like, yeah, sure, we'll we'll sell those. Whoa, nice! And uh, so they were like, you know, what else do you have? So we actually that's kind of how we got started through that that mistake, and uh, we eventually got into guy stuff too. But um, we <laughs> actually had, got into guy know, stuff, <laughs> yeah, not just not just squeezing into it. And um, we had within the span of like a in under a year. I think we had maybe eight retailers, um, an online store. We got featured on like three style blogs, one of which was uncrate.com, which gets millions of nice. viewers. Um, we were written up in the Improper Bostonian. We got mentioned in the Globe. We were going to like events and parties. It was honestly, it was like this huge skyrocketing thing. Um, and, uh, you know, we got this right up on Uncrate, wake up one morning and we had like 250, 300 orders in our inbox. Whoa, nice. And we we're used to getting like two was a really good day. We yeah. sold two shirts. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. Um, you know, we'd immediately take that money and go get a cocktail, you know, think you're somebody. And, uh, so all of a sudden we had 250, we thought someone was fucking with us. And when blogs repost, they don't have to tell you. You know, they, they credit you. They say, hey, you know, check out All I Need Skateboards. And they put your link there. Yeah. They don't have to contact you and say, hey, Anthony, we just did you a huge favor. So all of a sudden, we, you know, like I said, we wake up, we check the email, and we had to go online and Google search why this was happening. Finally, we, we find it, and uh, it was huge. But to make a really long story short, we had a huge falling out, and um, I wanted to keep it going he did too, but he got another job and like wasn't doing anything. So I was essentially doing both halves for only fifty percent 
of the benefit and uh which isn't a good situation yeah Yeah. it was like so i'm gonna do this whole thing you're gonna grab half and you're literally you know gallivant you're not even here (laughs) yeah so that you know that sucked and uh i tried to i tried to like relaunch another little startup and it just i don't know it didn't have the didn't have the good fortune and the good luck it was the exact same shit yeah. But, you know, this time wasn't in the right place, right time. Yeah. So that's when I decided that it was kind of a pain in the ass. And even though I was still going to do that for myself on a limited basis, um, doing artwork for, for other people would be even cooler. So one of the first brands I got um, linked up with just from going all there all the time and, you know, being a little like beach rat was uh, Narragansett Surf and Skate. Hell yeah, Conrad, and Conrad, and Trisha, and and uh, Peter Pan, all you know, phenomenal people. And uh, they, you know, were they started selling my shirts, and nice. that was really cool. And they were just the warmest, most welcoming people. And then um, they asked me if I wanted to do a skate deck. Conrad did so. We did that seagull deck in the other room. So sick. Um, the yellow one with yeah, the boxing gloves? Yeah, seagull with the boxing gloves. Uh, we got more in the works there. But um, then I did, you know, so just basically started working, doing stuff for little, uh, you know, little startups here and there. There's a company around called Mind Brew Creative. They'll, you know, they'll do artwork for me. Uh, or I'll do artwork for them, rather. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, what? <laughs> yeah, I actually don't, I don't try anything. Um, there's a couple, you know, then I got a couple gallery spaces. I do my, my fine art stuff, which is, uh, very different than Dick's. Well, where can I see that? Um, I can, I can show you some today, but, uh, there's, there's a gallery in Westboro, um, or a shop in Westboro, rather, Gifting Tree. I've got, um, wall space in Worcester at, uh, Crompton Collective. And then, um, a new gallery for me is called the Creative Underground that's in Hudson. Oh, sick. And uh, so I just I just sent them seven original pieces, um, and you know they help you find work as well. But uh, yeah, just you know doing some small brand stuff. Honestly, probably the most exciting um, has been all I need, and then the opportunity to work with uh, you know Narragansett in yeah. the future. Um, yeah. I think will be huge. So you're speaking about that we're gonna hopefully then we get this collab deck with Narragansett produced our second one with them I'm really excited I'm hyped that they were hyped on the artwork um but yeah that's gonna be really cool hope I didn't uh drop the ball on that or you know pre prematurely not at all evacuate that information (laughs) um (laughs) I I think it's gonna happen they were really hyped so um we're just they just wanted those few tweaks that fit it and then like once we have that finalized I think we'll move forward. Last time they were very cool about it and we got it produced and it was the same process so nice. but I'm excited I'm excited cuz uh I really like what you came up with. Once once we finalize the whole deal I'll show everyone the artwork. I'll give them the preview for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> um oh okay, I wanted to go back to um we we're supposed to go back to oh god, I've been smoking too much weed right now. I'm going to talk about something prior. Oh, what you're doing now. Because you, you, you do all this art and, you know, you work with these small brands and you're working with All I Need and I'm trying to get you involved with some of the world industry stuff and, like, plus you're doing this uh, with skate shops and galleries and, like, you're just producing and creating and staying sharp. Like, um, but you also work 
like a full-time legitimate job as well, right? I do, yeah. Um, so, like you, I'm extremely, extremely busy. Uh, you know, no no rest for the wicked, as they say. Um, nice, nice. I, so, I, I work at a high school uh, locally, and I do... Uh, you know, it's like a, a paraprofessional, I do an academic support role, they call it now. Nice. So pretty much, you know, work with um, work with students and, and uh, help them get where they need to be academically. And, and at the same time, you know, help them um, just kind of, a lot of the times, get through the day. Yeah. Uh, so every, everybody has challenges and, and their own personal, you know, challenges and issues. I know I do. So it's... Uh, that's that's been amazing. I did that last year full time, and I'll be going back again in a couple in a couple weeks. Uh, my summer vacation is, is coming to an end, but um, yeah, boo hoo, I know. But uh, so that's amazing. And then I work, I teach at, in the evening, um, just one or two days a week at a at a private art academy, doing art lessons. Oh, sick! Yeah. I don't think I knew that, or so maybe you told me that. I have a um, I have a pen and ink class that's going to be going on its I think fourth or fifth session, and then I'm doing a uh, mixed media class also. So nice. It's it's funny. Um, you're like Bob Ross. You're teaching people. Bob how Ross, to pen. man. Bob you're Ross. T- you're sharing the experience, the joy. <laughs> you know. So that's that was amazing. Um, I can't wait to start that up again in the fall. Um, I coach, I bartend, and, uh, and I do my freelance artwork. I was, and I was even doing art installation for a while, which was pretty fun, actually. What's, what's that? So, literally, it's funny. I, I never knew that this job even existed. Um, you know, an art installer will actually go into a gallery or a museum or, you know, a, a private home or residence and hang or install you know, purchased or purchased artwork or artwork that's up for display. Whoa. Um, a lot of the times, you know, a like a museum might have somebody in-house that's full-time. Um, but if you get a massive collection in, if you think about it, you know, a lot of people, it's like, you probably don't know too much about art museums or galleries, but if you get a massive collection shipped in, everything comes in bubble wrap and crates and it's all, you know, safe and packaged and protected. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, somebody's got to, take it all out with the white gloves on and then, you know, refinish the wall and then figure out how everything's going to look best. Uh, the curator comes in, looks at everything, says, all right, that looks sweet or nope, that looks like shit, fix it. And once everything is laid out... Do they give you the vision first? Do they say, they give you like a blueprint as to like how you want to do it? Sort of. If you... Um, depends how... So the, if the curator, if it's a museum or, you know, or a gallery for that matter, if the curator is really picky... They might actually go through and, and um, lay everything out, but they give you, you know, a center line. They might say, "I want everything 52 inches on center." So I want the center of every single piece 52 inches off the ground. Whoa. So it's a lot of math. You go around and you essentially just lay everything out, and they want things evenly spaced. And but so long story short, someone's got to go in there and make it look good. And I was working with one other guy for a while doing that, and that was pretty rad. And it helped me actually sneak some pieces into. Uh, to the, the Danforth Museum in Framingham, so I got a few pieces and a few shows. Oh, sick. Which, you know, maybe they would have let me do anyway, but it, it didn't hurt, to, uh, you know, being an inside man, so. Yeah, that's nice. That's very cool. I knew nothing about that. <laughs> um, all right, off the top of my dome, just random question. Are you into any cartoons or animation, or which one's coming up? Did you watch cartoons or anything? 
I feel like that goes hand in hand because animation and drawing and just the cartoons is so sick. Cartoons I like. Um, I love The Simpsons. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I I was never I got to admit even to this day my my girlfriend is much more of a uh, superhero supervillain fan and um, I do like that but yeah. you know some of my buddies are you know they draw so much uh, influence from Marvel and you know uh, superhero supervillains and that was I don't know it was just never really my scene the whole comic book thing but I love 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 Calvin and Hobbes oh nice um, the way that Bill Watterson can. Um, you know, draw cartoon characters and then at the same time mesh them with these incredible watercolor landscapes. That yeah. to me just always kind of blew my mind. And um, when I was a little kid, I would just spend every long car ride we took just buried in a Calvin and Hobbes book. Sick. Usually listening to something weird on my cassette player. <laughs> um, but, you know, I just I love Bill Watterson. Um, big Mac Groening fan, Simpsons. And I really, I liked uh, Ren and Stimpy. Ooh. I remember it was always, like, the animation was just dirty and weird. And, Stimpy, yeah. you idiot. Perfect, exactly. Um, it was like a lot of boogers and snots and like warts and like gro- open you know? sores. And they would do these like, they, they would do these flash shots of like, ultra detailed really gross shit like the eyeballs close up and exactly. like dry it up or something and, so sick um, that I, I always really liked and uh, <laughs> I loved um, when I was little I used to love Mad Magazine and like nice. all that you know um, that kind of artwork Art Crumb and uh, you know Rat Fink yeah all that kind of stuff and I, I still love that you know that kind of hot rod art and um, you know like classic Classic tattoo art, tattoo flash. Like yeah. before, before Sailor Jerry was a rum brand. Yeah, you know th- th- that kind of thing. Um, that was that had a big impact for sure. Yeah, that image, that style, that type of tattoo, right? Got a lot of sailors in my family. My my uncle was a Navy guy. My two cousins are Navy guys, and my uncle Mike, um, classic classic Navy dude. You know, nice. forearms covered with the. You know, anchors, stars, mermaids. So, well, they must even, be some fucking cool dudes. Even from when I was little, it was like you know, the the tattoo flash was always huge, and um, I always got a lot of inspiration from that. But uh, yeah, cartoons definitely Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, no, I I love Calvin and Hobbes. Stimpy is a good one. I love Doug. Hey Arnold, mm. those ones I love as well. Um, I could just keep. I, I like sometimes OD on it. I but I've been watching. Um, I just started. I watched the Hey Arnold movie the other day, but I went back and rewatched all the episodes. Great, great thing about YouTube is like you can pull up all these classic cartoons and like all this stuff, and you have all the seasons now. Like a lot of the times they're all online. You can just watch them on YouTube and just obsess over it. I was big into Ninja Turtles too. I Ninja really Turtles, like Ninja Turtles a lot. Absolutely. Just. Uh, even just the the animation and the uh, the drawings and all that stuff. Don't two I'm, favorite. Sorry to cut you off. Nope. Two favorite video games, hands down, um, arcade games anyway. Besides besides Terminator Two, Rise of the Machines, um, <laughs> was the Simpsons four player, uh-huh. and then the Ninja Turtles four player. The Ninja Turtles. I don't remember the. Is that Jasmine? That's Jasmine. She, yeah. She's. She's pull, she's pulling on Elwood. Elwood she's, does this on my show usually. She's a detective, and um, if someone drives down the street, we know about it. 
usually it's Elwood on my show when I'm doing this. He'll mm-hmm. have his barking moments, and then they usually subside. But um, oh yeah, so the Simpson one, I don't remember that one, but the four player Ninja Turtle one, goddamn, on the arcade, phenomenal, <sighs> phenomenal, fire, yeah. yeah. Um, I always liked that one because you could like the Simpsons and you could catch your breath if you. Right now? You're rude. It's rude, Jasmine. I... There's like so much other yeah. stuff she could be doing. Yeah. It's really... I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we're right? Jasmine! Nope. Be There's so much stuff you could do, like lick yourself, drink and eat food. Okay. Yeah, fine. Do what you want. Disagreed with us. <laughs> All right, so I like that you took the transition from um, cartoons and animations to uh, to video games. Dude, what's the oldest video game machine you, you... What did you start with? Um, I think... Original Nintendo. My, my uncle... Um, one of my, you know, again, Sailor. I'm going to preface this by saying, love the guy, he's amazing, but at his core, this is why we love him, you know, huge nerd. Nice. Um, he had, you know, he had Atari before anybody, you know, yeah. it was like the week it came out, he had Atari. Um, he had a Game Boy, you know, the big gray one with, the, with the purple buttons. Um, just, you know, big, big toy guy. Always, always, it was like the, whatever new funky technology, he's still like that. Um, but so he had Atari and I remember playing Pong on Atari, Sick. which, which was literally Bing. two rectangles and a, Bing. and a ball just going Bing. back and forth. <laughs> um, there was a dirt bike game. Excite bike? I think Where so. Where you could build the ramps? You could build the track? Build ramps. It was like, you're in like Red Rock. I, it was so awesome. I Do you know Excite Bike? I know Excite Bike. Excite oh, Bike's phenomenal. One. I love that one. Um, and then you know my my cousins had uh, the original Nintendo, so we'd duck hunt. But you know, with that crew, I was kind of the runt of the litter and uh, didn't get to play too much. And my, I feel like you'd make a good duck hunter, though. I'm phenomenal. You know, I like to think I am. My cousin would take would pick me up on my ankles and would uh, hold my feet dangerously close to the ceiling fan, <laughs> and would tell me repeatedly that if I, you know, if I didn't relinquish my turn, uh, that he was going to chop both my feet off. So fair, fair enough. You know, um, really though was a road rash guy. My, uh, we had, you know, Sega Genesis at my nice. cousin Ryan's house down in Johnston, Rhode Island, keeping it real. And we would play this shit out of road rash. Um, what is road rash? Road rash was a motorcycle game, which I never even really knew the point. You, you, <laughs> could, you could pick up weapons. I'm sure, you know, there must be a point to it. You could pick up weapons off the ground and, like, hit each other off your bike. You know, there were ch- chains. Oh, dude, clubs. I think I remember this. So it was, you guys it was are a racing like game. Racing, racing game. but you're jacking each other yeah. up. Yeah. And you got all the, you know, get the crazy padding and your knee goes way over when you... But uh, I remember yeah. that game. That it game was, was awesome. so sick. It was awesome. But, you know, we would, when we had our fill of uh, the digital version, we'd go, we had, you know... Garage full of old random shit. There was like a uh, a broken go kart with no motor, just the rolling chassis. Uh, my brother had this 
uh, you know, it was like a plastic motorcycle, like a li- like a little kid would would ride. Had no pedals, so you just kind of push with your feet. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was some other old kind of big wheel, and the three of us would, you know, the driveway had a slight incline, <laughs> and, and the whole rule behind the real life road rash was oh my god, <laughs> you couldn't touch each other until you got to where the driveway turned to grass, and the minute you got to where the driveway turned to grass. All rules went out the window. All hell broke loose. So, you know, you want to leap from your vehicle and, and tackle. That was cool. You know, shove a stick in somebody's folks. That was cool. Um, video games. Your yeah. parents are like, they're corrupting the they, youth. You know, any, anyone that says video games don't it don't really encourage violent behavior is, is out of their minds. Because <laughs> they do, and that's why they're fun. Um, so we would, yeah, we'd play Road Rash, and then we'd go in the driveway and just crash you know, old, old rusty bicycles into each other. And, uh, you know, there was, there was that, there was rock fight, there was acorn fight, but I think road rash was the best game. Were those other two games you just said, were those just real life games where you hurt each other or was that a real, real video game? Oh no, those, those were just real life games. Um, where you threw rocks at each other. So acorn fight is very, (laughs) is actually very complicated. Um, you, you pick up acorns and throw them at each other as hard as possible. That seems pretty straightforward, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah there, yeah, there are subtle subtle nuances. And, um, was there an objective, or... What would you, how do you win that one? I don't know if it's, it's like, do you, do you want to make somebody cry, or do you want to be the last one to cry? I don't really know. But, uh, I've rock, played those yeah, games. Yeah, Rock Fight was less fun. Um, <laughs> I, I can... You know, sorry, I don't mean no, that's sorry. You, you you can't, you, you know, rocks over the size of a marble strongly discourage. Um, but I mean, I I can just in my mind I can hear clear as day the sound of getting hit in the head with a pebble. Um, I know my brother can too. I only laugh because I know the game. Yeah, you know, rock fight, universal. It's awesome. Me and my cousins used to have one. Uh, we had a few. We did have a few, but. There would be somewhere the grass was all wet and we would try to trip each other while running high speed. So it was like the idea was like a football game. You're basically sideswiping each other, just eating shit. That was a fun game. Someone always ended up uh, crying. That's fantastic. Yeah, that was like one of those little aggression, like boy, like when you have too much, like you don't know what to do with your angst. You know, like, um, what else did we play? We've, we played some real, real good ones, too. Oh, this one time, my brother, he was, it was, I was in Florida, and this is my little kid, like, little monkey brain of mine. He's standing, like, fuck, I can't even, he's standing pretty far away. The odds of me pulling this off are ridiculous. But he's standing <laughs> right next to a tree, and it's pretty far away, and I wanted to just scare him. I was like, I'm just going to throw this seashell, which I didn't even really think. It's like razor sharp. I was like, I'm going to throw it at the tree next to him. Seashells are like bamboo, bam, uh, what are they? Oh, boomerang. Boomerangs. Yeah. They're kind of like that because they'll curve if you throw them, you know? Dude, didn't hit the tree at all. Hit him directly in the eyebrow. For no reason. Complete random act of violence. <laughs> like, and I didn't even want to hurt him. It was just like, I had just like wanted to throw it at this tree and scare him. Yeah. Eyebrow stitches the whole nine, dude. Oh like, yeah, the eyebrows explode. Yeah, I look back on that. I'm like, what the hell was that? <laughs> but in hindsight, I shouldn't have threw a seashell near his face. Yeah, 
Lesson learned. You move forward. <laughs> I I wanted to uh, I wanted to tell people too that you did the New England AM our logo right now for the New England AM. I did. I'm psyched about that. Yeah, and the sh- and for the podcast, you created the, the gold our mic, co- our cover art as well, which is awesome. It's pretty sick. Yeah, we've uh, we've we've kept each other busy, which I think is the name of the game. Um, yeah, it helps. So. I'm, I'm thankful for that, and uh, I freaking love doing it. I, you know, to to side, I don't know, you know what, it's not really a sidetrack. but to stay um, on point. To stay completely on point. <laughs> um, you know, just the way this all ties in is so cool for me, because it was like, I was really into skating growing up. I still, you know, I have certain physical limitations these days. Um, not an excuse. I still, you know. I still skate. I saw you. But, um... You got scales, kid? <laughs> I saw you cruising in Old Meth Park. You look like you were having fun, I was dude. having a blast. Uh, I feel like I got hit by a truck the next day, but... Nice. Um, you know, so, it was like, growing up skating and, and, you know, idolizing that whole world, um, getting your artwork on a deck was just the shit, and it's it was all I wanted, and, um, you know, it, it took a while, but, uh... Going from that first deck for Gansett Juice to, you know, going on, we're, you know, we're going to have 7, 8, 9 uh, that we're going to be drafting up pretty soon. That's, you know, that's amazing. And uh, so to, to work on everything for the New England Dam and to be having our, you know, the this, this second run of uh, the second series released, Thrive, Prosper, Rise, um, the, you know, the clothing, everything. Uh, yeah, we the, just did some t-shirts with the, yeah. with the Thrive and the Rise shirts, which I think came out awesome, dude. The potential, you know, for me to, really as a fan, to work on something for World Industries. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, fuck. Well, you already, already it's uh, it already was posted on their Instagram, something you drew up for World, which is pretty sick. The melting devil face in the you know, sense world industries. It's pretty sick that you were able to create that and be part of that as well. Not to say that, you know, people in their thirties, forties, fifties can't enjoy skateboarding. They absolutely can. But Fuck you yeah. know, so I mean this uh not in this way, but my uh my thirteen, fourteen year old self thanks you. Ah sick. Fucking <laughs> awesome. You know, it it it's one of those things where, you know, you look at it and you, you think about the reality of it and um you know having those those decks down here in my studio now it's uh i mean those are those are like my prized out of everything i've done you know really truly those are like my prized pieces my prized possessions it's just so such a cool medium and uh for me to think about everybody that's kind of contributed to just that specific art scene art on the bottom of a skateboard over the years um just to be a part of it yeah. Is uh is just a thrill for me. So it's sick because if you think about it, there are three pro models you created with the wartime series. So Timmy Knuth is involved, I'm involved, Gooden's involved, Conrad's involved, and like it's cool that it came in the shops that have carried it. It's like pretty sick. So I just want to say likewise. It's so cool because this is first for me too. You know, like as far as growing a brand and working with an artist and like create these are and I think. It's awesome. It's really fun. So likewise, thank you as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seeing that the first, I think probably, I mean, other than getting, you know, unwrapping the plastic here and getting a look at them for the first time, um, 
pretty much the coolest thing was, you know, whether it was, uh, you know, All I Need or, or uh, Corey or you or Timmy, um, you know, going on Instagram or social media. And it's like you see that, you know, that first high-speed photo, you know, mid mid kickflip. Yeah. You know, whatever. And you get that flash of that that underneath graphic you know yeah, it's sick. couple uh couple board slide marks on it it's like holy shit that's awesome it went this far too i i had 10 agunans decks made in my size just because i want to skate it because <laughs> it's awesome. like sick after you like when you find a graphic you like and you, you can skate it for a while which is pretty awesome but i've been fortunate because i had i've been sponsored so with other brands i would get the same shape and the same graphic so i could ride it out and it's nice to be able to do that for all I need, you know, like, and I got some of those eight ones for me and him to skate as well, so it's pretty sick. We, um, we talked about it a little bit at the beginning, but you just reminded me, um, so Dirt doing, you know, engineering your graphic was, was a breeze, really, because we, I was lucky enough that we got to sit down, we got to have some food, we got to, like, pick each other's brains you know, make each other laugh, shoot the shit for a while. Yeah. Um, I get to really get a, even though it was, it was a short, you know, it was a, it was a dinner, you know, an extended dinner. It was a couple of hours, but I got to like, you know, actually go back and forth with you and get a feel. So I came home and it was like, all right, I get the imagery, I get the color scheme. Um, you know, I've, at, at that point I was like, at least I've met the guy, uh, it was, I'm glad that they were successful because it was, it was challenging to do decks for, uh, for, for Timmy and, uh, and Corey. Um, you guys, you and Conrad, I mean, the picture that you guys paint, pun intended, um, I, I really, I can't, I can't speak to enough because it's like when we idea board and we throw everything down on paper, you guys, you, you literally paint me this perfect mental picture of, of what you like, what you don't like. Um, so it was challenging to do these graphics for guys that I'd never met before. Yeah. So back to what I was just saying, you know, hearing from you when we idea board, it's like, oh, you know, you got the war machine, get the more peaceful. Um, you know, this is his style. This is his style. It was like trying to conceptualize and come up with those graphics, um, having never, never met the, uh. Olympic athletes, you know, it was, it, it, it was, <laughs> you nailed it, you nailed it though, you nailed it, it though, cause like, it's tough, I, you nailed it on that series, and that's a good point, but you know what we have to do is we have to go to Martha's Vineyard, you think that's a good idea? I think that's a really good idea. You know what's in Martha's Vineyard? We've, we've done it every year, we do like a trip and we take the ferry over and we skate Sam's ramp, and our buddy has this mini ramp in his backyard, and it's like a, it's out there, it's so beautiful, you gotta drive down dirt road. And uh, there's also a concrete park out there as well. But we'll have I've, to do. I've, I've that park. We'll have to do a trip like that because then you can meet Goonan at least. And then Timmy's in Cali. That's one reason you haven't met Timmy yet. But um, you came out to the last New England, and maybe you'll come out to this year. This year, and then you guys can conversate too. It'll be sick because awesome. it would get a lot easier. The, it's funny because like a lot of it is me conveying you, like me and Connor telling you, like, hey, this is like what we know of Goonan, you know. So we'll have to do that. That would be phenomenal. How the, the vineyard trip would be. Uh, you been there? I have. Well, I've I've, I've been to the the park. Um, oh, you did. That park's the, awesome. The park is awesome. I had a, a buddy that used to uh, invite me there every once in a while. But um, mini ramp session would be 
fucking epic. Dude, it's... it's I'll, I'll get a helmet and uh, yeah, fucking, I'll get right in there. It's beautiful. It's <laughs> His backyard's amazing. We camp and everything. It's so much it's so much fun. And take the ferry. Shout out to Green Room out there. Richard, my homie out there at the shop. They always cop some decks to cover the expenses, which is awesome, you know? Nice. So, but, um, yeah, we'll make that happen. Hopefully, we'll do it as it cools off a little bit, because we're still in, like, the dog days. It was like... It's brutal. Sweating balls. You could draw that out if you want, or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, is there anything else before we go? Like, uh, any... Where people can check your art out, or online, specifically? Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Um... That so, way they can listen to you and go, this guy likes dicks like I do. I want to see what he draws. <laughs> Finally, someone who speaks to me. Um, so artwork, first and foremost, um, you know, you can find it underneath uh, All I Need Skateboards. Yep. Um, so like we were saying, new series. Uh, I know Anthony will keep you well well posted on that as will I and Conrad and everybody else so. you'll be hyped and the best thing about working with with someone so close to like we are is the behind the scene photos of the sketches and all that stuff I'm really so, excited about that yeah it's some it's out there's a lot on online right now on uh, Instagram all I need skate um, but online for your other stuff as well what else do you have yeah um, so besides uh, besides all I need I've got um, you know, several, actually, some, you know, there's some overlap here, but uh, my t-shirts, you know, you can find at uh, Narragansett Surf and Skate. Um, just did kind of a whole uh, special limited edition summer design for the Pump House nice. Surf and Skate Shop, um, which is in uh, Orleans, Cape Cod, right by the Rotary. They've got a bunch of clothing. Um, I've got my stuff online, peterjamesglenn.verb.com. That's V-I-R-B. Um, and I've got, you know, linked to my online store. I got, you know, stickers, prints, hoodies, t-shirts, stuff like that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, if you're in the Worcester area and you want an original piece, uh, Crompton Collective or, uh, Creative Underground in Hudson. And while you're in Hudson, check out, uh, Rail Trail Flatbreads. Pretty phenomenal pizzas. Ooh, I love pizza. Yeah, me too. Tell me more. What kind of pizza? Flatbread? Last time I went there, I got something fucking weird. It was like ricotta and lemon. Whoa. Sounds Whoa. bizarre. But uh, let me tell you, sir, it yeah. did the trick. All right. I don't want to quite end it <laughs> just yet. Now that we got back to food, I want to go to drinks. Do you have a particular beer that you like? You're, you don't have to say Narragansett either. Although that is really good. <laughs> I. It's funny. I do love Narragansett beer. Um, the same... Same forearm tattooed individual, Uncle Mike, my dude. He, uh, you know, AstroTurf front porch, just killing it. Always sipping on a Gansett, listening to the baseball game on the radio, no TV. Um, I used to actually, before they brought, I, I've met Mark Hellendrung, actually. I, I used to work for a beer company, um, and I was, I was a sales guy for a while. I've worked at a bunch of different bars, so I've actually met Mark. Um, we were Facebook friends before I, uh, exited Facebook, but, um... Peace. Peace. Zuckerberg. Yeah, suck it, Fucking Zuckerberg. dick. No, no, no. He's oh. an overlord. Is he listening? He's an... I think he owns all of this shit. Oh, the space that we're talking in. I don't know. Do you? <laughs> I, honestly, I, if, you know, if, uh, all of a sudden we go... 
We go radio silent. <laughs> it's from a fucking Zuckerberg drone. Please, Zuckerberg. I didn't mean it. Don't cut off the internet, bro. But, uh... Wait, he know, doesn't own the internet, though. Does he? The, who, who the internet? The thing on the inside of your swim trunks? Who <laughs> No one owns that, man. Um, beer. Back to beer. Though. Back to beer. So I used to, honestly, before the brewery came back to, I think it's still going to Rhode Island. It's in New York now. But before it was even a thought to kind of revive that brand, I used to drive down to Newport or to Narragansett just to go get that beer. And there'd be one or two six-packs kicking around. And I would grab it, and it was just bottles, no tall boys, and um, none of the craft shit. It was, uh, you know, the red label or the light blue label. Yeah. And um, it's funny, my buddies kind of, especially, you know, it's like post-college, hanging out, drinking a lot. My buddies all kind of associated that beer with me because I'd go down and I would surf. And uh, if I was, you know, surfing in Newport, uh, there's a little tiny package store. I'd always grab whatever they had. Of Gansett, I would grab it. Nice. And it was like two, three, six packs, and you know I cherish those. But um, I'm a big beer guy. I am getting away from you know all the IPAs. I I just feel like there there's so many these days, and a lot of them taste like socks. I really like that mm. beer we drank the other day at the Muse, um, the Left Hand Milk Stout. Oh yeah, that was delicious. That was so good. Mm. Uh, Left Hand Milk Stout. I love that. Um, a lot of the Colorado breweries, any, any coconut porter, you know, it's summer. I want something that tastes like, I've never had a coconut porter. Tastes like the beach. Uh, they're, they're good. It sounds amazing. They're really good. All right. What about hard stuff? Do you dabble? I do. I used to, so I used to sell craft whiskey. Um, I've had a lot, I've had a lot of jobs. Um, I'm kind of a pirate, so I really like rum. Nice, me too. Yeah, I like it's dangerous rum. Though. It is, it yeah. is. Uh, Dos Madeiras rum is friggin' awesome, but you know, rum and rum and cokes, the old Cuba Libre, Ooh. Libre. Yeah, is that pardon what? my pronunciation. <laughs> um, Good recovery. Yeah, I'm, I'm really big into uh, into Cuban liberation, so I like Cuba Libres. Um, those are, you know, it's just a rum and coke for uh, for you lay people out there. Two. Uh, healthy squeeze of lime, of course. Ward nice. off scurvy. So I love rum. I like whiskey. Big Scotch guy. Uh, McAllen. Nice. This is good. I also really like Talisker. On the rocks. Neat. Yeah, maybe a, nice. just a drop or two of water to open it up a little bit. Nice. Yeah. Nice palate. <laughs> provides a uh, olfactory experience as well. It's multi multi sensory. Sounds fascinating. I think you'll really enjoy it. You know what I used to do? <laughs> <laughs> you, so you used to sell this. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, you know what I used to do? It's a little off subject, but kind of on it. Sip pickle juice or Italian dressing. Oh. I would just like. I don't know why. I would just get like a. a I get it. It's disgusting. We're just going to wait this out. We're going to wait it out. I think she's telling us to wrap it up, though. All right. Okay, where she <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, seriously. Thank you for uh, for bearing with the barking, and uh, <laughs> I'm sure she'll be fun. I just needed a good Wednesday. Wednesday's my day off, so I needed yeah. to have a good conversation, good laugh, a little talk about drawing dicks and whatnot with a friend. So Absolutely. I, well, I appreciate you coming over. That must be the males here. Nice. Yeah. Hey, we love you guys. Peace. Peace.
What's up again, guys? Real quick before we go, just like to thank the sponsors one more time. We got the Edge Indoor Skate Park in Taunton, Mass. Wednesday night on August 31st, we got the game of skate from 9, nine to midnight. So don't sleep on that. It's going to be really fun. And then uh, November 5th and 6th is going to be the New England Am. Two days worth of shredding. It's going to be great. Also, thank you to World Industries. We've got the Flame Boy Collection. Flame Boy Lives Collection, as well as uh, the Shetler 2 Mid-Top. Check out worldindustries.com for all that good stuff. And last but not least, All I Need. Check them out, allineedskate.com. That's the link for the blog, and then follow the store link. Check out the gear. We've got the Wartime Series boards ready to go, and then next week's the Thrive Prosper Rise Series dropping. It's going to be really good, and... Uh, Right now, you can pick up the Thrive and the Rise Tea. That's all I need, skate.com. Thanks again, guys. Peace.